Hey, what's up, you guys? Yes. Okay, I'm kidding. So, welcome back to... Well, not welcome back to... Welcome to Antiques Diary. This is a new podcast that I'm starting after our... Well, our previous podcast endeavor went under. We ran out of funding. Our investors were not coughing up any more change. So, now I'm on my own. I've gone rogue. I've gone independent. Um, and I'm hoping that this is going to be more like... Well, not more like Harry Styles of One Direction because I don't really like him and I don't really like Niall either. But like success wise, I'm hoping it's going to be more like them and less like Louis Um, and definitely not like Zayn because he is successful kind of, but also makes terrible music, whereas Louis is not successful and also makes terrible music. Um, But they all kind of make bad music. I guess I I would want to be Harry out of the four of them. so now that I've pissed every person off in existence by shitting on every single One Direction, I almost said character. Yeah, every single character. Welcome to Antiques Diary. I just drank my first yerba mate, so I'm all ready to go. I spent 20 minutes fucking around with the noise board in my studio that I had professionally built, yet still does not work particularly well because it's a roadcaster. And if you know anything about audio equipment, which I don't, but I did read a couple Reddit threads about you know that roads are pretty shit. So anyway, this is Antique's Diary. My name is Anthony. Um, I go by Antique on stage, except I'm not often on stage, but theoretically, if I were to be on a stage, I would go by Antique. It's like my musician name, except I don't really have music. I think that's just kind of part of the bit, but also I do legitimately want to be a musician and to make music. It just like, I haven't really gotten to that part of my life yet. Like on a serious note, I've been writing music for like, I don't know, three years at least. And kind of for most of my life, just not like, just like sporadically, but like consistently for like two or three years. But I really haven't had a great opportunity to record um, living, you know, in my parents' house. And then for a while I was recording at my grandmother's old house, which I know makes me sound so fucking rich that my grandmother has two homes, but that's a very long story. Anyway, I was recording in her empty house that she wasn't really using at the time, but then that house got passed along to a family friend, so it was no longer my personal studio, which which I obviously think is completely ridiculous, but I did not have a say in the matter because it wasn't my house. And so I haven't really been able to record any music outside of that little window that I was there. Um, I do live in a dorm room, and could I theoretically re- sit in a closet and record? Yes, however, I have too many clothes to make that work. See, that's the difference between me and... Um, John Carsey headrest or whatever his name is the furry guy because he recorded like the first Carsey headrest I'm like literally out of breath (laughs) he like recorded the first Carsey headrest thing in like his closet or whatever and see the difference is I have way too much swag for that to work I just like I would have to move on all my clothes which just isn't logistically it's not going to happen for me so anyway that's why I have a stage name but I don't have actually any music I do technically have one song on Spotify it's not it's called Bathroom Mirror. I really like it from a songwriting perspective. And, like, it sounds really good in my head. Does the MP3 sound amazing? Probably not. Um, I wouldn't know. I don't think I've listened to it in, like, three months. Um, but I can remember it sounding really good when I was recording it. And I do genuinely like it. And I loved making it, which was obviously, like, the best part because it's kind of indicative of what I actually want to do with my life because I really enjoyed making it. However, I think it would be better as part of like a project I don't think it works super well on its own like it's one of those songs that I think if it was buried in my discography it would be kind of like oh that's cute but I don't think it works as a promotional like 
this is all I have. Do you know what I mean? It's not my, it's not a magnum opus, obviously, but it's also not a, it's not the kickstart to my career. Does that make any sense? Like when you go on Conan Gray or Billie Eilish's SoundClouds, they both have like one or two songs from the beginning of their, oh, I just bumped the microphone. (laughs) They both have one or two songs from the beginning of their like SoundCloud days. Same with, I mean, Doja Cat, obviously too, where they're like, dare I say terrible, like they have a couple songs that are really old that just are not that great. And then you have all these little mediocre songs and then it's like Ocean Eyes and it's like, okay, now that's where her like career actually started and she wasn't just like dicking around anymore. Same with Conan Gray, it was kind of like, like Idle Town or whatever, it was like, there you go. I don't think I've gotten there yet. I think I only have the shitty song that's like, oh, I think this might be kind of good one day, but perhaps we're not quite there yet. Do you know what I mean? Um. I just was listening and that perhaps that I just did was very pronounced. So um, I did put the pop filter in front of the microphone, which I probably should have been doing this entire time. So anyway, that's why this podcast is called Antiques Diary, because I am antique, even though I'm not. Like I kind of am, but not at the same time. But it's also not a bit because it is like a serious thing. Does that make sense? Hopefully that makes sense to you. It's also named Antiques Diary because that's the name of a group chat that I've had with my friends for three or four years too long a very long time um and it used to be called antiques diary and then we had a fight because i'm not the main character and blah 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 so now it's just named the diary which is obviously fucking stupid but like in my head it's still antiques diary even though i would never tell them that do you know what i mean by that like mentally i haven't renamed it despite the fact that it is renamed so anyway, um, if you know me from my previous creative endeavors, I mean, or you just know me as a human being, um, sorry, I don't know where I was going with that at all. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, me and one of my friends previously had a podcast called Committing to the Bitch, which is a name that I created and is obviously genius. Like, I mean, as a pun, it's great. As a podcast name, it's great. It's very descriptive, blah, blah, blah. I mean, we all know that I'm just like super creative and intelligent and perfect and made like one of the best names ever, but that's besides the point. That podcast no longer exists. um, And unfortunately, we did not have the fan base required to have it archived on the internet forever somewhere. So it is like gone like it's sitting in a folder on my computer but it's not anywhere on the internet um despite our 10 listeners and i mean maybe one of them has it on there somewhere you could go on the wayback machine if you really fucking wanted to but regardless um you can no longer listen to that because um lana's daddy heard it (laughs) and did not like it which was probably for the best because um what was what is the point (laughs) okay if it's besides the point i probably need to figure out what the point is anyway so that podcast is no more so i'm now doing this as i said i've gone rogue i've gone harry styles etc etc so this is my podcast what is the goal of this podcast i have no idea lol am i right Yeah, anyway, so I mean, it's mostly going to be like current events, whether that's like for real or like for me current events, do you know what I mean? Because ultimately, is the podcast about me? Absolutely. I am the B, I'm the main character, I'm the writer, I'm the director, etc. So the podcast will be about me. Um, It's about, you know, current events. Um, Dare I say comedy, although that does seem like I'm stroking my cock a bit, you know what I mean? To be like, oh, this is my comedy podcast, and it's just like me sitting in a room in our, (laughs) I can't tell you where I am, sitting in a room that would be very funny if I could say it, 
um, recording a podcast with my fucking like Jansport backpack sitting over there. You know what I mean? Like I, I, it's not comedy. All right. But it was me dicking around. Um, talking about, you know, life, early adulthood, um, very serious topics, like not actually, but also maybe, I don't know. I mean, I listen to like for, to kind of get you to understand my range of influences, I'm not the biggest podcast like Stan. I want to be more into podcasts, just like I want to be more into reading and I do read, but we will talk about that later. Um, I do want to be more into podcasts. I just, they are very time consuming, which I... I don't know. I've always been someone who kind of like when I consume like like YouTube, I've been watching the same five YouTubers. I don't know why I was so loud. The same five YouTubers for like the last couple years, but I haven't really branched out. Like I watch Kelly Stamps. I watch Emma Chamberlain. I watch Emily Ewing. I watch um, probably somebody else, but I can't think of it right now. And I will watch all of their new videos. Am I going to discover new YouTubers? No. Similarly, Am I dis- going to discover, like, a new movie anytime soon? Probably not. I have, like, a range of about seven movies that I've seen, and that's probably the seven movies I will ever seen. That literally was not a sentence. Okay, um, music, I'm different. That doesn't count. But, for, okay, for podcasts, um, I listen to, like, well, Command into the Bitch, obviously, but that's just, you know, you can't really listen to that anymore. It's very exclusive. Um, it's our own personal XCX world, if you will. Um, I listened to Serena Shahid's podcast. If you heard her, you would know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to attempt to do an impression. I, I'm definitely going to cut out me attempting to do an impression for there for a second. Um, anyway, Glam Demon 2004, love her. Um, I watch Pick Me Up, I'm Scared, which is Madeline Pendleton's podcast. Well, I don't watch. I listen to it occasionally. Sometimes I don't. That's kind of it. I mean, I love her and I love her TikTok content. Um, and I love her podcast. It just doesn't always end up in my rotation. I listen to Emergency Intercom mostly because one of my friends loves Emergency Intercom. Hashtag slay and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I'm not the biggest fan, I wouldn't say. I mean, I love them. I think they're really entertaining, but I'm not like, like, do I know Drew's last name? No, couldn't fucking tell you. Like, I don't know anything about them at all. Um, and obviously, I listen to Emma Chamberlain's podcast sometimes. I don't know why I said obviously and then was like, well, you know, sometimes. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not going to sit here and critique Emma Chamberlain's podcast. <laughs> okay, but anyway. Yeah, I listen to her sometimes. I do also, admittedly, and I'm going to get this out of the way now before the allegations start piling up. Do I listen to Red Scare? Sometimes. <laughs> and if you know who Red Scare is, obviously that's not like... Um. They're kind of a mess. You know what I mean? Like, I I could probably do a whole show critiquing the things Red Scare has said because obviously there's a lot of things that they say um, that are, I mean, everything they say is kind of sarcastic but also not, you know what I mean? And they're very conservative in certain ways that I don't agree with at all. However, I'm a sucker for a good vocal fry. So, you know what, sometimes I'll just put them on in the background and just kind of listen to them do their thing. And that's just, that's it. So anyway, those are my influences. So if you like any of those podcasts, listen to this. Okay, now that I've been introducing myself and talking about absolutely nothing for 12 entire minutes, um, I've just been talking about nothing. Oh my God, brain fart. I can't English. You know what I mean? Um, But anyway, I would like to talk about, um, I have like a, a pressing question. And this is a question that keeps popping up in my life that nobody seems to have the answer to, um, which is why I'm going to talk about it in a medium where people cannot answer. 
You know what I mean? I think that's just the most effective way to address this. Um, just to, you know, get those like thought processes floating, flowing. Maybe if I talk about it out loud, I'll think of an answer. Or maybe one of you out there has an answer and would like to let me know. If I were to match with someone on a dating app, which happens all the time when you're, you know, as sexy as I am, and I see one of these people in real life, but we, like, say we've talked on the app a couple times, but, like, we haven't had, like, a meetup per se. You know what I mean? And I live on a college campus, so this is a very common phenomenon. You know, I'm waiting in the Starbucks line, I'm, at cl I'm in class, I'm on the sidewalk, etc., and I see someone who I've seen on a dating app. Or alternatively, I see someone who I'm mutuals with on Instagram because of the, like, class of blah, blah, blah Facebook group where you're like, hey, guys, I'm Kaylee. I'm a first-year education major. And then, like, you all follow each other and then never talk to each other. If I see these people in real life in a context where I could be like, hey, like, do you do that? Or is that, like, weird as shit? And I think these are two separate questions because I think the Instagram mutual one is more like it's not explicitly weird in any way. Like if you did do it, it might be kind of like, OK, you didn't have to do that. But like maybe you'll make a friend. Whereas with like a Tinder match, if you see them in real life and you're like, hey, oh, my God, blank. And it's just kind of like, um, you know, you never planned to meet up. You just see them because it's a very weird way to meet somebody because you're like, almost admitting like we thought each other's face was attractive and now I'm saying hello to you in the line at Saxby's. How is that socially, is socially ethical the right way to say that? Um, I mean, it's weird, right? Like from a standpoint of like, would a Victorian era human being be able to understand that? Like that's weird. But also I think even someone from 10, 15 years ago, probably wouldn't be able to understand that phenomenon because it's just very it's strange like you I mean obviously you had you know 10 years ago like I don't know MySpace or whatever and you can meet people on there um but you didn't have this kind of like like because you're matching on tinder it's like this acknowledgement that you think the other person is hot so you're like meeting someone for the first time but already knowing for a fact that they think you're attractive. Is that weird? Am I the only one who thinks that's, like, strange as fuck? And obviously, I mean, if you see someone on a dating app, you see them in real life, but you didn't match, that's, like, unbelievably weird, like, unquestionably weird. You know what I mean? Like, that just completely falls into the category of being the incorrect thing to do. But I wonder, in that other context, is it? And obviously, I, again, have no answer and no real way to get feedback, but I would love to know what you think. Um, and if you would like to tell me what you think, you can follow me on social media on, I guess this is a good time to plug my Instagram. I have to figure out what that is. Um, we had kind of had a running gag on my last podcast, which again is no more, um, where neither of us really ever knew what our social medias were when it came time to plug them. I think four times in a row, I said the wrong Twitter handle, like the incorrect, or I kept mixing up my Twitter and my TikTok. It was the silly little bit we were doing. You know how it goes. Anyway. My Instagram is Anthony Eckert underscore, um, obviously Anthony, and then Eckert is E-C-K-E-R-T, which is my rather unfortunate last name, but I could give a whole dissertation on why I think my last, actually, I will right now. My last name is unfortunate, and I mean, this isn't like a critique of my parents. I mean, it kind of is, though. I think, like, my middle name's Allen, so I think Anthony Allen Eckert rolls off the tongue to an extent. However, I don't think they thought 
through what Anthony Eckert would sound like coming out of somebody's mouth. It's very clunky. You have, like, the end of my name is an E, and then you have another E, and neither of them are very strong. Like, they're both kind of soft noises, like Anthony Eckert. Like, I don't, it just, like, it doesn't work for me. I, I think if, I think perhaps we should have gone back in 2002 to the drawing board and thought of a different name. Do I know what the name would have been? No, but I'm just saying perhaps we could have thought of something a little bit different. And I do like the name Anthony. I, I like my own first name. I think it's very sexy and perfect and blah, 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 etc. because I am sexy and perfect. But I just think perhaps the last name, I think the last name itself, like Eckert, ew. Especially coming from my accent, which is I'm from Scranton, Pennsylvania, and we don't have very strong T's. I think that's kind of an American thing in general, but I feel like it's very specifically a thing in Scranton for some reason. Like, I mean, Scranton, like that's like borderline one syllable. So Eckert, like it, it doesn't end with like any amount of like end. Like there's no T because I'm not going to say Eckert. You know what I mean? That just like that isn't something I would say normally. Um, So it kind of has this like, is it a T or is it a D? You know what I mean? But also like, what is it? Like if when I'm in like a crowded room, and I feel like I'm saying my name. I, To me, it feels like people don't know what I just said. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like they feel that way too when I'm like, oh, I'm from Scranton. It's like, like imagine me saying, I'm from Scranton in like a really, really loud, like a party kind of setting. Like there's like loud music and a bunch of people talking and you just hear, I'm from Scranton. Like it just like, it doesn't fucking work at all. Anyway, so my Instagram, <laughs> anyway, so my Instagram, Anthony Ecker underscore. Um, I think the Yerba is hitting. Um, <laughs> that was so fucking cringe. Okay. And then, um, my Twitter, let me double check, is antique underscore 04, which means my TikTok is antique underscore 44. Um, one more place you can follow me, which is going to be a very nice transition into me stroking my own cock, is on Goodreads, once I figure out what my username is in about three seconds. Um, I still don't know. Where do I see my Goodreads username? I think if you just search Anthony Eckert, I'll probably come up. Anyway, you should follow me. Do you follow people on Goodreads? Wait, I don't even know. <laughs> okay, anyway, you should follow me on Goodreads. So speaking of that website, which is a website where you rate books, it's kind of like um, like letterboxed, but for like people who aren't losers or like are losers, but in a different kind of way. So for Christmas this year, okay, like probably not 10 years ago. I think it was in 2014. I like I checked my Amazon account and that was when I ordered one. So I was in like seventh grade. I bought a Kindle. Why? I have no idea. That's like the weirdest thing ever for a 13 year old to be like, I want a Kindle and not like a Kindle fire. Like those are kind of like kind of serve, kind of slay. They're fun. You can play Angry Birds, all that stuff. I wanted a Kindle to read books specifically so I could read those like cat books, you know, like the Warriors series. Like I read that all the time on my Kindle. I wasn't to the point where I could pirate the books yet at the time, so I was like spending my allowance on like ebooks, which is inherently just so stupid. But regardless, my Kindle I sold to my little sister probably two years ago for like $50. I don't remember why I needed $50. It was probably for something incredibly stupid, but I needed some quick cash. So I borderline scanned my sister by selling her an eight-year-old electronic for $50 that my mom then used to force her to read books for school. So ultimately, like both of us lost because I no longer owned a, kin owned a Kindle at the time, but we'll get there. Um, and Hannah now has a, my little sister now has a device 
that my mom can use as leverage to force her to do her schoolwork. Um, so again, lose-lose situation. But anyway, so there was a two-year period there I did not own a Kindle. It was obviously terrible. My brain was rotting, all the whole nine yards. But honestly, though, I did really miss reading, which I know is so dorky, but like I do feel like is a very underrated medium in today's day and age. Nowadays, these damn kids don't read. You know what I mean? But like, actually, though, it's so like relaxing and calming. And I feel like there was such a long time there where the only thing I did read was tweets, which, again, sounds so lame. It makes me sound like I'm 500 years old. Like, it's kind of relaxing. At the end of the day, you pull out your Kindle. Anyway, that's where my new Kindle comes in. I got a new Kindle. Um, that I used to read books on my Kindle because, yes, I do read. Thank you for asking. Anyway, that's why you should follow me on Goodreads. I didn't really have anything to talk about with the Kindle. I think I just wanted to talk about having a Kindle, um, which I would really recommend because I, um, they're really inexpensive. I mean, they're like, I don't even remember. Mine was like $50 or something. It was on like a, you know, Black Friday sale or some bullshit, but it was like really, really cheap. Um, and honestly, just like the... Beyond the fact that reading is fun and la-da-da, you can kind of, like, sit outside on a bench and hold a Kindle and just look so sexy. You know what I mean? Like, look at you reading a book. And not only are you reading a book, you're reading a book on a device that you had to go out of your way to purchase so that you could read books. Like, how fucking pretentious is that? And it just, like, I think it builds this, like, aura, this, like, bubble around you of, like, I'm better than you. At least to me, it does. Now, have I ever seen somebody reading a Kindle in public? I would like to say no for the joke, probably once or twice. Have I ever thought, like, oh, that person is so sexy? No, but I'm just saying, theoretically, I think that would be the case. I haven't been able to really test my sexy Kindle boy reading on the bench theory yet. I don't really know how I would test that. However, it's been too cold and I've been far too busy to sit outside on a bench and read but I do plan to at some point in the near future, and I will update you on whether people immediately start bow bowing down to me, if I get asked out multiple times in a row, if birds start, like, swirling around. Well, that sounds like I'm getting attacked. Like, like peaceful birds start, like, landing on my body and chirping and singing songs. If those things happen, I will 100% keep you updated, and I think they will. So you might be wondering, and even if you're not, you're going to know, what book am I reading on my Kindle right now? So I'm actually reading two books right now with the exact same name. However, they are different. Obviously, they're very, very different books. So the book, like both of them, <laughs> which is like so strange, is called All American Boys. So the first one is a gay romance from the 1980s that I found for free. It was sitting on a table of free books in Jim Thorpe, which is like this little small town near where we were staying for spring break outside of a bookstore. So we were rifling through and we took a bunch of them and I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. It's like this super old, like, it's not even smut. It's just like this like YA. It's so tropey. I don't know. I've been like very casually reading it because it's like almost so tropey that it's boring, which like sometimes a really tropey book is good, but it's kind of like dry. Um, but also groundbreaking because, like, 1980s, you know what I mean? Maybe for the time it was really good. There is also, notably, in the back of it, a catalog where you can mail in and order more gay YA books from the same publisher. Like, I guess it was a publisher that specialized in this. However, it did expire in 1984, so unfortunately you can't order them anymore. 
So it's kind of like a, a limited edition collector's item, if you will. Anyway, so the book's called All American Boys. It's um not good. Like, I wouldn't suggest you seek it out. However, if you do happen to find it for free on a table, I would take it. And I did take it. And I would do it again. The other book I'm reading that is also called All American Boys is a book that is surrounded in controversy. And by that, I mean, like, Facebook drama from my hometown. <laughs> so there's this book that one of my old English teachers assigned as a replacement for To Kill a Mockingbird, like, to replace, like, the the racism in America book of the year or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, that sounded really, like, offhanded and ignorant, but I think that's... that was, It was supposed to be, like, a parallel, and I think it works. It's, like, a modern... So it's called All American Boys. It's by somebody. I have no idea. And... It's about, like, this black teenager gets beat up by a police officer who thinks he was stealing, but he wasn't stealing. And then it's there's, like, a, a white teenager that they have kind of, like, a dual narrative, like a little Rick Riordan moment. And I don't know what to do because I'm friends with the cop's kid. And then they, like, have a little fist fight. And it's a whole thing. I mean, it's a very predictable story, but it's, again... I mean, for some reason, I'm reading multiple middle school level books at one time. Um, it's definitely meant for like a 15 year old, like Max, who just like, like just yesterday learned that like racism still exists, which sounds terrible. But I mean, it's a really, really good book. And I think it would have been very perfect for like a ninth grade English class in like rural white Pennsylvania. Like, I think it was perfect. However, of course, it's not. It's actually critical race theory and blah, blah, blah. So there was a whole Facebook drama and people went to the school board and they were screaming and hollering and carrying on and whatever. Ever have any of them read the book? No. Have I read the book? Yes. I haven't finished it. But so basically I read this book so that if ever in the future this argument comes up to me personally which I'm not going to engage with it on Facebook and also it's from months ago but if it ever were to happen I can say well I've actually read it so and that's really the whole reason I'm reading the book <laughs> I mean it's like good but it's I mean it's again like meant for like middle schoolers I'm like a little over halfway through it will I finish it eh, I don't really know I mean I kind of like like I know how it's going to end you know what I mean Speaking of my Kindle, one of the reasons I wanted a Kindle really badly was because I wanted to cut down on my TikTok time, which if you know me in person, I've definitely talked about this on numerous occasions, how I hate that I'm so addicted to TikTok. And that's like, it's so cringe, but that's the exact word for it as addicted. Like I literally, I get like twitchy if I'm not using it. Like if I'm like laying in bed for 11 seconds without using TikTok, I start getting like irritated. It's it's like so pathetic, obviously. Um, so the Kindle was supposed to be a very good like replacement because I was like, oh, if I have some other media to consume that's not this endless scroll of garbage. And that did work for a while. I was really interested in like a bunch of different books I was reading and I was reading a lot, especially over winter break. Um, and then I started slipping back into TikTok. I actually had TikTok deleted off my phone for a hot second. And by a hot second, I mean probably two days at one point. And then I was like, okay, well, I want to redownload it because something, something, something. I don't even remember what my like stupid incorrect reasoning was. However, one of the nicest parts about having a roommate, and there aren't many. <laughs> I mean, I like my roommate, but I mean, obviously I was, we would both rather to not have a roommate. 
One of the nicest parts is that we both kind of have this unspoken thing where we're not going to sit there and play noise. Like, I'm not going to sit there on TikTok with my phone speaker when he's there because that's just, like, number one, embarrassing, but number two, like, so rude, right? However, from a mental, like, a pride standpoint, I cannot bring myself to go get earbuds and put them in to watch TikTok. That is just so unbelievably stupid to me that I won't do it. And it's a very good deterrent. Um, So having a roommate is a very good deterrent for not watching TikToks. Now, will I, say, having said that, will I sometimes spend much longer on the toilet than needed because I'm watching TikToks in a place where I know he can't hear them? Absolutely, but that is besides the point. This semester, my roommate's classes every day are at least an hour or two before mine, which is great. Which was great for a little bit because I was like, okay, I can just get up and get ready alone and I can listen to music. And then one day it dawned on me, wait, I can start watching TikToks first thing in the morning again. Because I used to have to be like get up really quietly and like sneak out because his classes were after mine. So I couldn't watch TikTok because again, the whole headphone situation, but I realized I could. And that was probably the worst thing to happen to me, like, ever in the last couple months, which sounds dramatic, but, and it is. Um, But anyway, so now I've started watching TikToks first thing when I wake up, which is terrible on so many levels. I mean, the first thing you do when you wake up shouldn't be staring at a glowing blue light for any amount of time, obviously. But beyond that, you definitely shouldn't be watching this, like, endless scroll of algorithmically Oh my god, I literally I literally can't English. <laughs> it's like, you know, scroll of shit that's like curated to keep you fucking hooked and like destroy your like attention span first thing in the morning. And today I reached a breaking point and I don't know what sparked this. I was just like sitting in my desk chair doing nothing um cuz I'm essentially a first semester freshman right now cuz I changed my major and I dropped out of the honors college so my gen eds are weird. Um, and I'm transferring schools. Again, that's a different story. I might talk about that later. And I was just sitting there and I was like, I should just delete TikTok. I, I, don't, I can't even tell you the last time I enjoyed seeing something on TikTok. Like there was definitely for a while there. Oh, this is enjoyable. I'm getting some new music. I like these videos. I like seeing people. But then like Madeline Pendleton, who's my favorite creator on that app and one of my favorite people ever, like probably the only per- social media personality I liked follow along with at all besides like Emma Chamberlain I, she stopped showing up on my for you page and I think she's gotten like not to say like she's been shadow banned because that's so unbelievably cringe but I think she actually was like because her videos get like two likes now um so once she was gone I started noticing a bunch of other people I liked also weren't showing up on my for you page anymore so I was kind of like I'm not enjoying this anyway right I should just delete it and I deleted it for probably one entire minute and that sounds like an over exaggeration, but I actually don't think the clock like ticked in the amount of time that I had deleted the app. And is there a pun in there somewhere? Like, yeah, probably. I don't really have time to think about that. But I deleted it and then I was like, oh, I haven't watched Madeline's videos in a while. And then I immediately just like fucking reinstalled it <laughs> um, because I like search her name and just watch them. There's not really a moral to this story other than the fact that I'm addicted to TikTok, even though I've been using it for over two years. And what have I gotten out of it? Again, I don't really know. It's sucked an like uncountable amount of hours of my day away. It's just got really dark. <laughs> I don't know what to do though. Like I don't know how to fix that because I think it I mean two years out of being alive for what, nineteen is like one ninth of my life. 
which is a pretty large chunk in the like grand scheme of things to be on this app that every single day is deteriorating my attention span just a little bit. Has it done like permanent damage to my brain? Honestly though, because I, I mean, I've never had the greatest attention span because I've always been super into computers and all that, but like, and Twitter can be just as bad, but YouTube videos, you have to sit there and watch the same thing for 10 or 15 minutes, even with like the really fast paced jump cuts, which I think works similarly to how TikTok does, you're still watching the same person on the same video. Whereas TikTok is like, if every time Emma Chamberlain from 2019 did a jump cut, you're watching a completely different video. And it's just, I, I think it does genuinely like destroy your brain chemistry. And I don't know how to fix that. So if anyone has any, any suggestions, send them my way again to my social media. Oh my God. It is like 800 million thousand billion degrees in my studio, which is ridiculous because you'd think because it's my studio, I could just like turn the AC on, but it's a whole thing. The contractor like didn't want to give me access. He thought I couldn't handle it. So like, I can't actually control the air conditioning in here. Um, let me have a sip of my Yerb. I'll be right back. Which if anybody asks, no, I do not have a Yerb in here. Um, because I'm not allowed to, um, again, you know, contractors and all that. One other thing I do want to talk about, and then I'll probably end up wrapping up this podcast. One other thing I do want to talk about, and this is both a warning to people who may be going through something similar, might be ready to go through something similar, and also just like a me talking about my life, you know what I mean? Um, I'm transferring schools next semester, like almost 100%. And by almost, I mean like 99.9999999% like I'm transferring to Temple University for my current school, which is Westchester University. And I think one of the biggest reasons I feel so unsatisfied, besides the fact that I just don't like Westchester and there's not really like a good concrete thing you could do. Like, I, I mean, I have lots of friends here. I have activities I'm involved in. Um, that's kind of it. I'm like literally starving to death on a daily basis. Um, I just don't really like being here. And I think one of the reasons I feel so unsatisfied and feel like I ended up at a college I didn't want was because I got so sucked up when I was applying to colleges with going to like a big school and going to a big, important, prestigious school. And I really wanted to go to California. So I was like, I want to go to USC. Why on earth I fixated on USC? I have no fucking idea. Like, I literally don't know. I mean, like, their school colors are hideous. Like, they're like the Trojans. That's like stupid as fuck. I think it was just like a big school, but I knew I didn't want to go to an Ivy League, even though effectively it's kind of the same thing. But for some reason at the time, that made sense. So I was, I mean, I did get in. Not to like suck my own cock and figure my own pussy. I did get into USC. Um, and I was kind of between USC and like, I really liked this small liberal arts school in Boston called Emerson. Um, and I, I loved Syracuse University. I still do. I actually would go there, even though it's a very like, stereotypical university, which I've learned from Westchester is not my thing at all. Um, although I kind of knew that. And I think a good comparison to like summarize my taste in like places that I think explains why I don't like Westchester is like, okay, I've never been to Disney World. I don't think I would like Disney World. And I don't like Times Square. Like I really hate being in Times Square. It's just so like, it's this super tacky, commercialized consumer buzzword, buzzword, buzzword. I just don't like being there. There's like all these people that are all just there to be like, oh my God, look where we are. And there's like homeless people like three feet away. I didn't like Las Vegas either the time I was in Vegas. Um, 
I was not obviously there for anything fun because I was like 16, <laughs> but uh, I didn't like Vegas. I thought it the same thing, a very tacky. The modern or like the stereotypical modern American university is similar and, and it's similarly inauthentic. Like it's like a poser, you know, not really. That doesn't make any sense. It's like a phony, you know what I mean? What's that fucking book or whatever? It's just this very, like, it's almost like this satirical version of a college. I don't, I don't know if that makes any sense, and it's hard to explain it if you're not here, but it's just so, like, it's so tacky. I don't know. I I like I just really don't like being here. I like it, It's this weird middle ground between being, like, an actual human being and being, like, living in your parents' house. Because in a way, it's like I'm living in a, just, like, a shed that, like, my parents are paying for. You know what I mean? And, like, that I went into a large amount of debt for. But it's, like, if I'm doing all that, why don't I just, like, go be a real person? You know what I mean? But, like, you also can't do that because it's that's kind of, like, that's the whole jig. That's the whole swindle is you can't. Like, you can go out into the real world all you fucking want. You're Without, like, a college degree, you're not going to get a job. Which, you know, then goes back into, like, if we just dismantle a capitalist system. But that is besides the point, and that's a topic for another day. So that's why I'm planning to transfer to Temple University. Now, after a month at Temple, will I think the same thing? Probably. And that is something my grandmother loves to remind me of, is it's going to be the exact same thing. It's going to be the same phony Temple, like, college, da-da-da. Um, I think personally what's going to be different for me, and this is something I was really prioritizing when I applied to colleges initially, even though it didn't work out. I ended up at Westchester because it's cheap, by the way, if you couldn't tell. I think the difference is that it's like connected to real life in a way that I can like walk or take a train or take a bus to real life. And I think that'll make being in this like tacky Disney world more bearable. And I mean, obviously I'll update you in the fall and how that goes and hopefully it fucking works. But um, yeah, that's why I'm transferring and that's why I don't enjoy being here. Why you needed to know that, I have no idea, but um, I feel like there was, like, some other, like, big revelation I was going to, like, say regarding this topic, but I actually don't remember what that was anymore. So, oh, I remember what my big revelation was. (laughs) Don't fall into the trap of, I need to go to a prestigious institution because blank, blank, blank. And I know this is true. I mean, obviously, I never went, but I I can assume that that's an accurate statement because... I got to the point where I could get in, but I couldn't afford to go there, um, which leads me to believe that the people who could afford to go there are probably people I would want to kick off a cliff. And I think more evidence for that is that the two people I do know that go to Ivy Leagues, I would kick off a cliff in a heartbeat. And my point is, if you are not rich enough to pay the ticket price to go to Harvard, you're not going to be able to be a Harvard student. And that's a good thing because, like, you don't want to be that. And I think it would be – I think it's better to go – it's better and it's more socialist and it's more, like, punk and slay and swag to just go to, like, a shitty university. Not saying Temple's a shitty university. Temple University, please let me in. Um, But, like, I think I would end my own life if I went to UPenn. You know what I mean? Like, I think – um, I don't really know where I'm going with this, actually. One more last thing I do want to talk about, and this is, again, just me sucking my own cock and fingering my own pussy, is that I am a STEM major. Did I start as a STEM major? No, which I think is probably like a foreign kind of concept. So let me explain something. I feel like there is this very 
general societal, like collective unconscious, no, that's not the right word, <laughs> collective behavior or whatever to just be like, lol, I hate math. You know what I mean? And here's my problem is that I assumed we were all just kind of like saying that because we didn't like math. Like, do I, do I like want to sit around and do math? Like, no. Am I good at math? I would argue, yeah. I, I think, like, statistically and historically, kind of, yeah. But because I felt as though it was this big societal pressure from, you know, all the libtards I hang out with to be like, I hate math. I was like, I hate math. Um, and I don't like doing math, but I don't. I wouldn't say I hate math classes. You know what I mean? I think in a way it's a little bit satisfying to get, like, a math problem right. And so that's why I started out as a communications major, <laughs> um, which I'm laughing, but like, but anyway, so I started as a communications major and very soon realized that was not what I wanted to do. And I did apply to Westchester as a computer science major, um, which is unbelievably dorky, obviously, and so humiliating, but is something that I would say I'm good at, which is a very strange thing because it's like, um, it's not like real in the sense that 20 years ago, like that, well, maybe not 20 years ago, 50 years ago, like that wasn't a thing. Like, it's weird that like something that I'm very good at and very passionate about is like this super new phenomenon. It's like, there's this philosophical thing that's like, if your talent is playing the saxophone, is that really a talent? Because like, if a saxophone didn't exist, like you would never know. And that's kind of how I feel about my intended career path. Anyway, I applied as a computer science major, and then when I was doing an interview for the Honors College, which of course I did get into because, to reiterate, I am intelligent and perfect. So I got into the Honors College, which I then dropped out of because it was just so lame. And frankly, for the plot and for the bit, that was completely the right choice. And logistically, also the right choice, which is the best combination of factors. So anyway, I dropped out of the Honors College, but when I was doing an interview, well, I did not know at the time that the interviewer was a communications, not only scholar, but doctor of communications. He talked me out of computer science and talked me into a communications major. Again, if I had known that this man was, um, to put it lightly, biased as fuck, I definitely would have not have done that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you should never listen to someone who... and. I mean this in the nicest way possible to communications majors. And I and again, there's like there's like three types of communications majors. You know what I mean? There's like the grifters and then there's the people who play football and then there's the actual communications majors. And the actual communications majors are fine. The grifters, however, I think are kind of feeding into this like self-serving cycle of like they've like invented this entire field that just does not exist. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. And that's just that was my main takeaway from being a communications major for like four months. Anyway, if I had known that he was the type, and I don't even know if I'm using the word grifter right, I just am on Twitter a lot, um, scam artist, swindler, whatever you want to call him. If I had known that, I obviously would have stayed with computer science, which I think is the much more um, punk socialist rebellion thing to do. And I will be doing that in a very punk way. I haven't really decided what that means yet, I think it means I'm not going to work for, like, a startup in the Bay Area, but I haven't... But I also might do that ironically. Do you know what I mean? Because I think it would be kind of funny to be like, oh, I work for a startup called, like, Bleep Blorp, and we make, I don't know, fucking overnight oats that are robotically delivered to your house, and 
algorithmically tuned into your nutritional deficits. Like, that's funny. You know what I mean? I think that would be a good thing to have on a resume and just to be like, yeah, I did that. And then I quit. And that would be the very important part was that I quit. And I think that would be what would be more impressive on that resume is seeing someone who did that and did good work and then was like, this is stupid and left. So that's why I'm a computer science major. And I just want to send a message out to all zero people out there who may fall into the same category of being like, lol, I don't like math, but like actually don't have any problem with it. They're just kind of doing it to play along. You know, be yourself, all right? Be who you are. That should be the main takeaway from this podcast episode. Be who you are, because inevitably this was entirely about who I am. And I think that nicely wraps this up. Thank you very much for listening to Antiques Diary, the uh, pilot episode. I, was, I feel like there's another word, like the pen- penultimate episode, but I know that's not correct. Like the, uh, we'll just say the pilot episode of Antiques Diary. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, Anthony Ecker underscore on Twitter, Antique underscore 04, and TikTok, Antique underscore 44. Follow me on Goodreads. It's just Anthony Eckert. I feel like there's a username, but I couldn't find it. (laughs) I don't know. If someone, do you even follow people on Goodreads? I never figured that out. Anyway, and I'll be uploading every Monday. So if you enjoyed listening to me talk, (laughs) please make sure to tune in. Um, If you have suggestions for episode ideas, please let me know. Um, I think in the future, they might be a little bit more focused, (laughs) if you will. I think this is a little bit all over the place, but um, the Yerb's really kicking in. Um, again, not drinking a Europe. I do not have a liquid in here. Thank you for listening and I will see you next week.